I, I'm just trying to uh, go out there and, and really show uh, other athletes and other people out there just the, the difficulties and the struggles with being an athlete and trying to do your everyday life and, and growing your athlete brand and, and trying to do what you do. So let's uh, kind of get into it a little bit here. Um, okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit again, let, let's kind of just talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, mention your name and, and a little bit more about your uh, your story a little bit more. Uh, my name is Jawan Harley. Uh, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida, uh, capital of Florida, a very small town. Uh, but yeah, you know, my story is, is, is uh, very, I catch myself feel like I'm watching movies. You know, it dates back so I remember as a little kid, you know, I used to get hit last sometimes and how I was going to prove myself. So I realized at an early age that my story will be proving others that it's possible, uh, facing the odds. Um, and tell that, you know, I, I came out, I was uh, one of the top athletes in the country uh, playing safety. I was ranked uh, number one, I believe, in uh, fashion safety. At one point, I was ranked in the top 100. Uh, I broke my foot and ranked me down. Uh, I received scholarships from everywhere that you could think of, and I chose Florida State. Um, you know, I was fortunate to uh, be raised in a two-parent home. You know, uh, unfortunately, my dad, he uh, contracted uh, a lung disease at an early age. So that's another way my perseverance became my strength. I witnessed him uh, going to work every day. And to provide for us, he inhaled chemicals uh, called uh, asbestos. They did HVAC. And at an early age, excuse me, I had to realize that I had to step up to the plate. I had to become a man at an early age, I feel like. And, you know, I just had to learn how no excuses. You know, you have no excuses in life. You have to keep pushing. No matter what, you keep pushing. That's what you show each and every day. Uh, with Florida State for two years, uh, experienced uh, some difficulties there uh, with health. Um, I got a heat stroke and two uh, swollen kidneys. They didn't know it at the time. I kept pushing. You know, yeah. I wanted to play so bad. But the thing is, like I, I tell young uh, athletes going to college, you know, you have to learn about your health. You have to learn what to eat, how to drink. And I wasn't guided at that time. So I learned the hard way. And like I said, throughout the story, you will figure out that I learned through my trials and tribulations. Uh, not by choice, but it's something I realized that the purpose is always bigger than me. So not to always teach a youngster how to take care of their body when they're going to uh, the next level. Uh, so I went there for two years, posted changes and everything. Uh, uh, then I transferred to Middle Tennessee. I was there for two years. I had to sit out a year. And from there, I played one year. I get out. I uh, wanted to help my family. I feel like I had a great chance. Uh, when I was in college, uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, it was tough on me. Uh, I remember in college, my uh, one of my coaches said, I'm going to break you. You're going to play how I want you to play. And this is after I had the uh, outstanding spring award. <laughs> I had a great performance. You know, so my, my year that I actually played um, in college, I started uh, eight games. Uh, never really finished the game. I always got pulled out towards the end. Never got completely. They played in 12 games. I ended up with uh, like 74 tackles, three interceptions, uh, a couple of false moments and bum recoveries. So I stand in numbers for a guy who really played eight games. And I opted out. And uh, I love, I dropped out of school. And, and I, uh, you know, I had a great pro day. Got my name, my name out there, became my own agent. Uh, not by choice, but it's something you have to do. You have to make it just to do excuses and that. And throughout that process, I learned a lot about myself, about perseverance. Learned that that if you want something bad enough, you will find a way. You will find a 
say we get uh, Seattle Rich Nina account, uh, a private workout at Denver Broncos. And I said, you know what, I need some money. So I worked at Walmart, <laughs> toy department, and, and just slept in my car for time to get extra hours. And, you know, then I got signed by Buffalo. I uh, went from being seven on Delta Chart, uh, worked my way up to uh, Second Street by first. But unfortunately, it was bad timing. Uh, they signed guys for millions of dollars, and, you know, I'm getting them the contract. So, you know, they already had their investment. Uh, you know, and then I called back trying to get another chance, but they said, uh, we thought you'd be picked up by now. So I had to keep grinding. I got on some arenas. Um, recently, I um, signed, well, that's why I was on Packers emergency list in 2017. And, you know, right now, I'm still grinding. Throughout this whole process, uh, I went back to school. I got my degree. So I take some master courses. Um, I have my own business called Make Adjustments, Delete Excuses. Uh, throughout my life, that's what it's about. You know, you can't go nowhere in life without making adjustments with delete excuses. So that's what I brand myself on. And, um, you know, as I'm going now, my business has been running since 2015. And uh, right now, I'm working on uh, hiring my education. Uh, my awesome goal is to become a doctor. And, uh, like I say, right now, we're contacting some NFL teams now. And um, just, you know, persevering. You know, uh, another persevering story is uh, my mother. Uh, she beat cancer. Uh, that's one of the greatest achievements I was able to witness that. That was a great achievement. You know, for her to be with my pops who uh, passed 17 years of have uh, long deteriorated as a species. And, um, you know, she passed. And then uh, less than a year later, she diagnosed with, breast, diagnosed with breast cancer. And she beats that. So, as you can see, my, my journey, my life is, is built on perseverance. And that's, that's pretty much who I am. <laughs> Man, perseverance. I, I, I see that being, I, I see that being, I think it's hard for the fans to uh, understand the back end portion of it. They just see it as as athletes uh, saying, "Hey, we're making a lot of money. Uh, they're making a lot of money." So they look at it as and they say, "Oh, they they have blah blah blah. They can go through it." When in reality, it's it's hard. Yes, you you could make a decent amount of money, um, but you work really hard to get to that level, and you really need to. Uh, push yourself a lot of years with very little return before uh, you kind of get to that point you want to be. And it's all about learning and growing. I, I think that with every, with every, you know, and, and I, I see the same thing in the business aspect. It's, it's all about learning and growing. There's, there's so many schemes out there that say, you know, get quick rich, you know, and if that was the case, everyone <laughs> would be a billionaire, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's true story, true story. So with that said, what are you most excited about right now with where you're at and what you're trying to do with your, your career and your with your family and things of that nature? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, each and every day, I feel like it's an opportunity to uh, enhance lives. You know, that's, that's basically what it's about. Um, my family, uh, give encouragement, you know. Uh, but for instance, I'm always, if you, if you read anything I wrote about, I'm also going to uh, mention something about my family, my mother, my father, uh, because I learned so much from them. And, you know, it, it just helps me learn more about being the rock. So each and every day I get to wake up and show them that, okay, everything's okay. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep persevering, you know. And, and that's why I like that I get to spray each and every day because I, I'm a trainer as well, a personal trainer, a nutrition, and my mm -hmm. coach, you know, all in one. So each day I get to wake up and help somebody uh, get better, uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So, at the end of the day, I just love enhancing lives. That's what I need to do. Yeah, helping people. No, I totally agree. So, so with that, um, how how do you define uh, how do you define a really good athlete brand? Like, how do you really 
see you can use you as a reference how do you really see yourself as an athlete brand uh and what is the main goal that you're trying to achieve in regards to i guess perseverance but uh how how would you kind of relate that to your uh to the fans out there well you know as an athlete uh, athlete you have a brand you know everyone looks at an athlete and says wow they get to live a dream any dreams that no one gets to do. And they get to have fun doing it, you know. And, and I feel like as a, as a brand, you know, you want to use that to help. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know, you use our stage. It's a stage. It's really a stage that you you are a privilege to be on, you know. And my goal is to get back to that stage to be a privilege. I know it's a privilege to be there. But, you know, for that brand, you know, it's, it's just what you want to do is make sure that each and every time that you have that stage, that you use it to a credibility to help others. It's not about you. The purpose is always bigger than you. But whatever that brand is, you want to make sure that it's helping others. Mm-hmm. I, I like to use the word one of my one of my words I like to use a lot is leverage. Uh, like to leverage yeah. leverage the brand power that you're kind of getting on and off the field that you're enjoying doing and, and use that as, as as sort of a free way of marketing to kind of bring yourself to a point where you're being able to reach a larger audience than than the normal the normal person was because you do you have a lot of yes it, it might come a, about being with stats and stuff is the first way you reach these fans but there's there's no way to say that why can't you leverage that to kind of bring into your the ability to tell your story in a way that can kind of bring people um, hope and joy and motivate them. Right. And why not leverage that at the same time to grow a business? Now, you doing personal training is a huge step in that direction, I think, because that kind of helps people see you're, you're helping people. You're helping people feel motivated. You're helping people grow. Um, somewhat of what I try to do with my business is I'm no professional athlete. I'm still consider I can still consider myself an athlete, but I it's bringing both your passions together, you know, and kind of doing right. how do you do this and how do you work with people? So. What would you say you took a lot of your motivation from? Um, is there an athlete out there, another athletic brand that you've uh, become one of your favorite that you tend to watch on a normal basis and, and try to follow in, in their footsteps? Uh, man, uh, there's a, many athletes come to mind. And one brand to, uh, in particular, <laughs> and, and the brand I'm going to say, because I'm going to speak on my own brand, uh, make just delete excuses. Uh, that's something I really want to push out. Um, that's a brand that I feel like it wants to really harp on because that's an everyday living. You know, nothing will always go your way. You always have to make a left turn when you want to make a right turn. You want to keep it straight. You have to make a zigzag. But, uh, and what it leads to, the athletes I really admire, um, <laughs> you have to go back to the history book. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Jack Johnson. I'm a big fan of Paul Robeson. Ro- Ro- I'm a big fan of Sir Archie Moore. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, James J. Brother, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Cinderella, man. And I'm a big fan of uh, Muhammad Ali. And you'll you probably ask me why. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big historic man, but these guys, they had it worse than I did. You know? You're talking during a recession that James J. Brother, a.k.a. Cinderella, man, who lost everything. He was on top at one point. Lost everything due to reception. All this way back. Everybody counted him out. They can't have a champion uh, of the world. Yes, Sir Archie Moore, who was a boxer who didn't get his chance. He was almost 40 years old. And he kept that championship belt 
hit with Jim Chappelle for about 12 years. You know, and the things Muhammad Ali went through, Paul Robeson, who was also an athlete, but he speaks, he was an uh, activist, uh, he was an actor, he was a musician, he was such and such. You know, he had so many things going on. So these are the athletes I look up to because I want to be able to push this to the next generation that you can be more than an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. So when you look at, when you look across the uh, athlete landscape right now, what's one thing you one thing that you think that more athletes should, athletes should be doing um, to kind of help build their to the build themselves up? Uh, get in more tune with the fans, you know. Converse with them, you know. You, you have fans that sometimes they send you a message or something, and, or a, a comment on your picture or something like that. You know, feel free to say something to them. If it's just "Hey, how you doing?" or just a thank you, or just something, make them feel like you are connected to them. Because honestly, let's be honest now. You know, if it wasn't for the fans, who would pay attention to the athletes at the mm-hmm. end of the day? You know, that, that's what helps with the salaries, and that's what keeps the business going in the sports world, are the fans. So you do have to pay homage to them, you know. Even if you're going out in public, you know, you're going out shaking your hand, you don't have to do it with a picture or nothing like that. Just make them feel like you are not above them, you are right there with them. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing eye to eye. That's the main thing I always preach. I was just a little kid, you know, always uh, I was raised uh, custodian. It's the same respect as the CEO. So therefore, you're never above anyone and no one's below you. Treat everybody the same. And I feel like um, when athletes do that right there, that expands their brand. Definitely. And I think with the uh, not even going out into public, but just with the way the trends are and technology growing and the way digital marketing is growing in general, I feel like it makes it that much easier for athletes to be able to reach their, their fan base. Why let ESPN and NFL.com, you know, be able to go out and, and say all these stories. Say these stories yourself. You can go out and you can say these stories yourself, you know, and, and have fans interact with you and, and, and let them understand, especially younger athletes that are looking to really push themselves. Um, so I totally agree with you on that one. Um, so with that said, and going off of what you just said with kind of pushing athletes to reach out to the fans more, what would be what would be your best advice for athletes? Uh, and you kind of already said it with within the last question, but if you want to advance on it a little bit, uh, some advice uh, on ways they can kind of reach these fans um, to leverage their personal brands a little bit better. You know, I I really believe uh, you know we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, Snapchat, yeah, so many things. Uh, I truly believe in LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> of course, LinkedIn connect me to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. this is so. so I, I really feel like uh, using you know your social media is a great aspect. I encourage everyone to uh, athletes or even those that are in business uh, LinkedIn. You know, and, and just spreading your word. Using so, what's the uh... What would you, what would be the number one, and you kind of keep going into my next question that I kind of, so you, you would think right now, um, is your number one tool you're using right now to reach teams, to reach, uh, as you're trying to go for your degree and things of that nature, would you, would you, uh, say that that's LinkedIn is your main, is your main source? Yes, yes, uh, I definitely will. Um, of course I use Gmail, uh, that's, that's the first thing, you might say that's introduction to LinkedIn, because, 
when I was able to get in touch with NFL teams before, I used to start off with handwritten letters that I typed up and I sent to Buffalo. That's what got signed there. Uh, to get in touch with scouts now, before and after that, I sent in personal emails. I was able to mastermind it through my 18 email address. And then I was told uh, by my wife that it started LinkedIn. It's more professional and it's more um, connected to those who need to connect to. And when I did that, I stopped. I still use social, uh, Twitter right now, Instagram, and stuff like that. But once I did LinkedIn, you know, it connected to who I need to connect to. You know, uh, outside of football, more of life, business, because, you know, after sports, we have to have another life, you know. And it's connecting me, grooming, grooming me to where I need to be and what I need to do. So I encourage everyone, not just athletes, to bring uh, yourself with LinkedIn. It connects you to the right people. Yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn definitely to me is one of those underutilized platforms right now for LinkedIn. Um, I mean, for athletes themselves. And I've actually thought the same thing as you when I've been trying to reach reach out to work with athletes because I've noticed that it is more professional and it's made to be professional. So letting them know, hey, I'm not just coming after you as a fan. You know, I'm coming after you because I want to work with you and help you grow, you know, and I think it's a great, Absolutely. it's a great, uh, spot to kind of drop that first guard on saying hey i might be i might i'm definitely a fan of you and all that but at the same time i'm definitely willing to work with you uh and i want to be able to help you grow your business and what you're trying to do in the field um so last question based on your knowledge and experience uh and expertise what is the what is the what do you think the future of athlete branding and marketing like what do you think the future entails for for uh and i know it's probably a hard question to answer but what do you think is the future of it oh man the future of it wow this is uh i don't want to say because i know i have a lot of prs who want to hear this and stuff but you know when you actually the future is everything's in the athlete's head it plays right into their hands you know, if, if I want to uh, get in touch with someone and say, hey, I'm hosting a camp, I really don't have to have anyone push it out for me. Mm-hmm. Once I build my followers up, you know, I just post, hey, I'm having a camp at such and such, be there, be square, mm-hmm. and they'll be there, you know. Or I'm hosting a, a backpack giveaway, uh, be there, or be square, you know, stuff like that. So with the social networks, it's to make everything easy, easier than it would what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because then you really had to go by word of mouth, you know. Now, just click a button, and everything you need is out there. Uh, you know, you have control of it. It shows your personality. Uh, however, the uh, the con of it, that's the pro, but the con of it is that if you're not smart with it, it could really damage a person's brand. Not yes. exactly, but a person's brand. They definitely can. You push out the wrong things. So at the end of the day, it has its pros, it has its cons. Uh, I love it personally because no one knows me better than myself. So I can post what I think is fits me. And then the con is that if a person who's still trying to figure out who they are as a person, it's still, it can really harm them in such type of way. Well, perfect. Well, I want to thank you again for being on the show. If you want to uh, say again, uh, maybe announce out uh, some of your uh, handles that you kind of... Uh, Use to uh, get yourself out there and uh, let me know if you have any more questions for me. Uh, 
absolutely not. I just want to thank you for uh, the invite. You know, just, uh, it's, just, it's just a great honor. It's really it's a great honor. Um, for everyone out there, you know, I, I have blogs out there that really showed my testimony of going through trials and tribulations. You know, at my website at www.jawanhartley.com. And it can encourage you in different ways. And that's that's always the ultimate goal, always the hands lies. Um, so, like I say, I really thank you, Mr. Kobe, for inviting me here. And uh, hopefully this interview can help someone in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. And I thank you again for being on the show.